0: 702 family matters
1: so today we are discussing managing learning disabilities in children whether it's dyslexia it's dysgraphia dyscalculia it could be any kind of learning disability and and we're going to find out more about it cuz in my understanding it's it's an umbrella term for a wide variety of learning problems so they refer to any mental condition that prevents a person from are acquiring the same amount of knowledge as others in their age group and these disabilities affect learning basic skills whether it's reading or writing or math uh, but they can also interfere with higher level skills right like time planning, abstract reasoning, long or short-term memory and attention and there are many children out there who experience learning difficulties at some point. Some of The difficulties, yes, you could say they are temporal um, and temporary and can be overcome with support, encouragement from parents in the school. But a learning disability may also be throughout your life as an individual, right? Academically, in your workspace, in relationships, just your daily life. And I want to take calls from you if you have a child with a learning disability. Have you been able to adjust and manage it? Or maybe you grew up with a learning disability. How was that experience for you? And and how were you able to manage? What's the kind of support that parents can give to children who've got learning disabilities? Anneliese Clark is an occupational therapist and remedial teacher at Bella Vista Share, who is going to guide us through this discussion. And I'll be taking your experiences if you've got questions as well. 011-883-0702 um, The WhatsApp line is 072-702-1702 Annalise, thank you for coming into studio Good morning
2: Thank you, thanks for, uh, very much for having me
1: uh, Maybe let's start with some of the Common learning disabilities uh, Among children, what are they?
2: Okay, um, I think the most common Is probably what we know as dyslexia um, But that's most probably only because um, That's the most researched Learning disability Um so I would say anything that starts with a "dis" <laughs> mm-hmm. um, is is something that um, that can become disabling in the classroom mm-hmm. um, and in the learning process. Um, so learning disability is something that uh, is developmental. It falls under a um, an umbrella of neurodevelopmental disorders, mm-hmm. and um, the thing that makes it quite tricky is that. There's often, um, most often, co occurring difficulties. So you may not only just have dyslexia, you may have dyslexia and dyspraxia, or you may have um, dyslexia combined with ADHD, Mm. or um, dyspraxia combined with dyscalculia. So it makes it quite complex um, to determine exactly what the main difficulty is. But um, yeah, so it's basically Mm. something that starts from when you are little you can you can start picking it up even in preschool sometimes mm. um, if the teachers are trained to be able to do that and then um yeah it, it carries on it's f- for life so so we need to get um some strategies yeah. in place for these um, yeah. learners and people
1: yeah and we'll talk about strategies um, later on is there a difference between a learning difference and a learning disability
2: um, yes and no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I would say um, everybody learns differently. Mm. Um, some children will learn in a specific way that doesn't fit our current school system. Um, and there you would say there's a learning difference. Um, but the the way I sort of classified in my own head is that um, it's a learning difference when they're little. Yeah. Um, when you can pick it up and... The brain is so malleable, you can do so much through cognitive education and through um, remedial intervention. But the older they get, the more of a disability it becomes because the more um, they actually struggle to reach the potential that they have. Mm.
1: So yeah. at, at what stage do you pick you know, these disabilities um, in, in children? Is, it, is there a certain age where parents should look out for and and what exactly do you look out for?
2: Um, so it depends on the disability, but or on the difference. But um, usually, it comes out in in foundation phase, so grade one, two, three, um, up to grade four. Grade four is where you move on to um, from learning to read to mm. reading to learn, and when they start with that process of um, learning and realizing they're actually not understanding the content, um, that's when it becomes quite disabling. Um, But there's more and more research now showing um, or pointing towards early identification. So there are so many aspects you can look at at preschool already. Um, For instance, if you're looking at uh, dyslexia, and, and it doesn't mean they have dyslexia, but if they struggle with rhyming, if they struggle with... Um, separating sounds like the syllables. Um, for maths, it would be if they, if that numerosity, that, um, that innate idea of number that we generally all have, um, if that, if they can't pick up two buckets when the teacher says pick up two buckets and they have to go and count the two buckets. Um, so in preschool, it's already, you can pick up the red flags. It doesn't mean they need a, a diagnosis by then. But there's definitely then room to start exploring interve- early intervention so that the brain can um, start working towards how the system requires us to learn.
1: Yeah. So once you've picked that up as as a parent, what's the, what are the right steps to, to follow? And, and are there implications for children if these are not corrected or the children are not given the right support that they need?
2: Um, that's a bit of a tricky one. <laughs> um, so for parents, it's it's very um, it's very easy to to go and see a, a occupational therapist, a speech therapist, mm. um, an educational psychologist. But often, I know you know, funding is a huge difficulty for many parents. Um, so schools generally, or our, our government schools generally, have a support based team. And parents uh, need to approach that team. Hopefully by the time that they approach that team that the teachers have already identified that something is not completely um, in place for the child or for the learner. Um, And they take it from there together to the district where they can um, just sort of raise a red flag and they can start looking at accommodations, start looking at intervention for the child. Um, If it's severe enough for parents Full service schools. Um, in in the private sector, we it's a little bit more simple. The parents um, go straight to their therapist, to OT, speech, um, mm. even the remedial therapists, and the team there would would work out something that would help that child.
1: Mm, Yeah, Mm. 16 minutes after 11 o'clock, Annelise Clark is an occupational therapist and remedial teacher at Bella Vista Share and we're talking about managing learning disabilities in children. I want to hear from you on 11 Do you have a child with a learning disability, and how have you been able to adjust and manage it? You can send a WhatsApp as well on 072-702-1702. Maybe you are that child that grew up, with a learning disability, why don't you share your experience with us? And if you've got some questions, you know, some tips for other parents as well, uh, I'd like to hear that from you. I'll take those calls after the break. 17 after 11.
0: 702. Family Matters.
1: 19 minutes after 11 o'clock on our Family Matters feature this morning, we're talking about learning disabilities in children. Um, Annalise Clark has done a great job at just laying the foundation and explaining some of the common learning disabilities um, how you pick them up at what age um, and and also what's the best thing to do as a parent when you start picking that up Um, Annalise, we were talking of a about meth uh, dyscalculia I mean Mm. I'm one person who struggles with meth (laughs) how do you then know whether it's dyscalculia or you just struggling with numbers
2: Okay, so it's quite a tricky one because um, maths and dyscalculia is not a very recently studied um, research area. Um, so they're still figuring it all out. But there certainly is a, a huge difference between just struggling with maths mm. and having actual dyscalculia. So um, your actual dyscalculic person is is by the time they get an adult and they see three bottles of water on the table, they need immediately... Um, you know the, the general population We ne- immediately know it's three We don't have to count one, two, three um, Where a person with dyscalculia Doesn't have that innate sense of numbers So they still have to go and count it um, It's it's the, the kind of child That um, will see three airplanes in the sky And mm. just um, have to count it from scratch Instead mm. of just knowing that there's three So it really mm. then affects that Basic, basic, um, numerosity aspect mm. that makes maths then not only difficult, but everything you do takes so much longer, and um, because you have to almost work it out according to strategies that you've learned instead of understanding it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah L- so let's take some calls now. Um, okay. I'm going to ask you to put on your earphones. Denzel, are you calling from Hamanskral? Good morning.
3: Good morning, Simon. how are you? I'm all right, man. Go ahead. I'm good you know, I've got a, I've got a son who's, who's dyslexic. Uh, when he was doing grade three, he was not doing very well at school. Then they took him to elephant class. They say elephant I think that's a physical note. They took him to elephant class. That's where he found all the support. Then we took him to Harangua to see a therapist and stuff. But now he's coping very well. What, what surprised me the most is at school they play chess. And he's very good at chess.
1: So he's very good at chess. And when did you guys find out, as parents, that he's dyslexic? When when he was twelve?
3: When no, he's twelve now. He's When, when he was doing grade three. When okay. he was nine years old.
1: Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and how did you guys find out? Did you pick up certain things, Denzel? Um, and then did you take like did you take your son to see to see a doctor? I didn't
3: pick up anything. Like mm. the, the, the teachers at school, who are the one who picked it up that he, he's he's like he's low. He can't read. Mm. And he's struggling to write like, mm. like, and then they said, "No, let's take him to class And class. so he wasn't even coping as well. Mm. Yeah, but I, 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 like, you know, there's the, these kids that got their own way of doing things.
1: Mm.
3: You know, yeah, they have got that because the mother, yeah, uh, the mother of the child was like, uh, "This child is not doing well, and I don't know what's happening." We end up separated because of that. Mm. Because of couldn't understand but mm. like, uh, even i was talking to her uh, last week mm. i was telling her that like, look uh, your son uh, at school they say he's doing well at chess because now he's in sonita school because he's also got the problem of hearing a bed and stuff so he's in mm. sonita school
4: mm. yes.
3: so now they say he's doing well at chess and say i told the mother like, come and see your son he was playing in, in the in the provincials I i say come and see yeah. your son he's playing the provincial and she didn't come and he made it through to the, to the nationals. Now they're going to the nationals this Saturday. Mm. And I said, come and see your son. Even though he can't read, he's, he's, he's struggling to read and write, but there is something that he's doing. But these kids are very special. Clement. They're mm. reading. I can't even play chess. I, can't, I don't even, but he plays chess. Now he's going to the nationals. And I told oh. the mother, come and see your son, because now he's going to the nationals, and we need to raise money for him to go there. And mm. she didn't come. Mm. And you know it helped me because I'm not working. She's the one who's working. So Gosh. instead of her coming on board to help the child, she doesn't. You know, just mm. because she's got the uh, the son has got a disability.
1: Mm. When are the and nationals, think, Denzel?
3: On on, on the twenty sixth on Saturday.
1: Oh, where are they happening?
3: They're happening in Durban.
1: Oh, okay. And and you guys, are, if, um, are they going as a school or is, does he have to no, go uh, on his own?
3: He's going on in individual. Individual. Yes. Okay. So we need to raise funds for
1: for him. All right. Listen, you know I, what I'll do, Denzel. I'm gonna put you back to the producers. Um, I think I mean we need to celebrate your son, and I think you're just an incredible dad, celebrating and supporting and supporting her, him. So if if there are some other listeners who want to help raise you funds so that your son can get to the finals, um, we'll take some calls and we'll link you up, Denzel. Um, I would like to help in my small way. Well I'll put you to the producers for now and then if, if there's a listener on Seven O Two Land who would like to help Denzel get his son to, to the Nationals in Durban, I think it's the next weekend. Um let, let's see what we can do for Denzel. I know we always come through um for our family here on Seven O two. But Annelise, mm-hmm. the issue that he's raising there.
2: Yes, I'm, I mean the conflict
1: I'm, that can be caused in a family because yeah. there's just disagreements and confusion around how how do we approach this? What's wrong with the child and for it to even lead to separation,
2: yeah, it, it's actually a very stressful situation for parents, um, um, especially if we, if there's not a deep understanding of the of the difficulty that they have, um, and and also if there's not a, really a good available support, um, the parents often feel quite helpless. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I do want to say is that I'm not surprised that all that is good at chess, mm-hmm. um, you know. That because their brain is just wired a little bit differently, there's so much more other opportunities for for these children. Mm. Very often, and not always, they are so good with um, problem solving, with strategic planning. If you think of um, really like uh, someone like um, Albert Einstein, apparently was was dyslexic. dyslexic, and and look at what he's reached. Mm. So. You need people like this in your life And almost you want to celebrate The good things that come out of it And yes, it's hard to read and write But in the end of the day um, We need to also focus on on The good things that come out Of their incredible little brains And, mm-hmm. and almost Um um, like you said, Denzel, like just to to push to to get him to these championships because mm. that's going to be his thing. So. And
1: and uh, and I wonder the impact on the child as well, Annelies, Because I mean, a child who's constantly told you can't do this properly, you can't read this properly. When they found something that gives them joy, that they excel in, and you are supporting them in there, that that surely impacts even on their levels of confidence.
2: Yeah. So that's one thing we actually have to be very careful about because. Mm. Um, you know, at school we often focus on the bad, um, and we say we have to work on this, we have to work on that, we and and we forget to look at the strengths of the child. Um, and they know it because the thing is, being being dyslexic or being dyscalculic or any, having any learning difficulty is not um, does not make you intellectually weak. You still have that intellect to know that something's wrong with me, mm-hmm. um, and I am different to the others. And 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 it creates a, an emotional difficulty, and 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 often they would play up at home, and you know I don't know if this was part of your situation, Denzel, but where mm. the child might actually just may look like he's naughty because he just cannot handle the 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 pressure and the constant negative feedback. So if there can be a good of saying, and we often speak to kids um, very directly, we would say. Look, your brain thinks a bit differently. It doesn't mean that there's something
1: Mm.
2: wrong with it. It thinks differently. We're going to help you fit into the school system, help you finish school correctly, but you've got so many other things that we're going to look at and and work on Mm. um, and strengthen.
1: See how many young kids out there are misunderstood and we think you're naughty, you don't listen, you're just lazy.
2: It's getting better and better. (laughs) Um, I remember when we were at school mm. As young young kids I mean the majority of kids that struggled at school Were the naughty ones mm. um, It's definitely getting better But there's still a lot of work mm. to be done
1: Yeah yeah. yeah. Alright we're going to get the latest In eyewitness news headlines shortly And then when we come back I'm going to take more of your calls Your experiences If you've got some questions Maybe you are that child that grew up With a learning um, disability Or maybe you're raising one um any tips for other parents? How are you managing it? And and thank you for responding to um to that call. Um I see some of you are tweeting me. You want to see you want to us to get you in touch with Denzel. Uh Denzel's son has to go to, to the finals this weekend and, and a lot of you are asking how can we contact him? Uh the producers are telling me that he actually needs they need accommodation and transport, and I think we can be able to help him out with that. So what we'll do is um, maybe respond to your WhatsApps. Those who need his contact details, or if you call the producers on 011 8830702, they'll give you his contacts. And let, let's let's get Denzel's son to the championship, right to the finals. And Denzel, I'm hoping we can get some feedback from you. 702. Family matters. It's 25 minutes before 12 o'clock. Let's continue our discussion on learning disabilities in children. And I want to start with um, some of the WhatsApps and messages that have been coming through on, on the WhatsApp line. Uh, Nozipo in Knockham Park says, Clement, my son is currently on occupational therapy and speech therapy. He started speaking way after the age of four he takes time to learn but he does uh but when he does he doesn't forget we teach him almost as much as he gets taught at crèche he's running uh 6 he's turning 6 next week and almost ready for grade r he's also an incredible drama uh we are also waiting for results from the hospital to determine um from the hospital to determine Uh, I'm losing that. There we go. To hospital to determine if he's autistic or not. Uh, That's a message from Nozipo in Park. Another one. Clement, thank you for the show. My son is in grade seven. Since the first term, his marks in meds have been decreasing. I don't know if this is a learning disability in meds. Please, could you assist? That's Francois uh, messaging us from Pretoria. All right, I've got more of your questions uh, that are coming through and i'll get to uh, i'll get Anneliese to respond to them shortly yeah 702 family matters all right let's go back to the messages that are coming through um hi clement i'm living with uh, a learning disability i struggle to write comprehend and speak fluently in any language i try to read but i struggle to comprehend i did some research on google apparently i'm suffering from is it aphasia um, that's how yeah, a, aphasia. aphasia although I could be wrong please mm-hmm. ask your guest where can I get assistance I'm 34 that's a message from anonymous
2: okay so that's quite a that's quite a tricky one Um I, I wouldn't jump to a conclusion about aphasia if mm-hmm. you struggle to read as well and if you're struggling to to get uh, to say what you want to say or mm-hmm. the words are there but it doesn't come out Um there I would definitely go and consult a speech therapist.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. So so don't just ask on Google, eh? No,
2: don't, don't, Google, don't just doctor, ask Dr. Google. Dr. Google. <laughs> Dr. Google doesn't know all the answers. doesn't know
1: everything. Um,
2: I uh, mean, often it's right, and often you can mm. get sort of an idea, but um, if... If it's something, it's so complex because yeah. any of these difficulties are complex. You mm. need to go and see a professional that's studied in that mm. area.
1: Another message here from Anonymous. Clement, my grandson is six in December. He has been diagnosed with, um, is it Asperger's? Asperger's, yes. Asperger's. Um, he's being held back next year as he isn't coping. If he hasn't caught up next year, we will have to consider homeschooling. Are there remedial teachers who do homeschooling in these cases? Do you know?
2: Yes, there's actually a lot of little schools popping up. Um, the thing is with with Asperger's, and that was with the there was another message as well about autism. Mm-hmm. It's sort of on the same spectrum. Yeah, yes. um, the the thing is with with all of these difficulties is they all. Um, Uh, fall under the umbrella of neurodevelopmental difficulties. So a child with autism or Asperger's is also going to most probably struggle with reading, writing, Mm. maths, um, uh, some language difficulties. And so most generally they do need some kind of remedial education, not necessarily homeschooling, I would say. I mean, there are um, full-service schools available. Um, it, It does require a parent to do... A huge amount of research But um, there are places Available for the children If you don't want to do homeschooling Because the the thing is also Especially with a child with Asperger's You also want to include them into social environments So they're not completely isolated Because that's one of the stuff that they Really struggle with
1: mm. uh, For Smosi says hi Clement, I picked up that my friend's Eight year old son is dyslexic And we're based in Kwamlanga, That's in Pumalanga I was wondering if your therapist there can her, does have special schools around our area in Pumalanga, given the fact that the parents are both unemployed. Uh, please see how we can help this young one regards to uh, The schools, I mean, I know Kwamilhang.
2: There are very few full-service yeah. schools. Mm. Um, what you would need to do, though, is start with your school-based support system. Mm-hmm. Uh, every school has one chat to those teachers chat, chat to the district um officials through the teachers and they will find you the nearest full service school the, your school is supposed to be able to help with um, all the paperwork mm. um, to get the child into the right environment
1: and yeah. and in terms of like in townships and rural areas are there enough schools i mean schools i even see even awareness Around. You know,
2: I think the biggest problem is not necessarily enough schools. Mm. The biggest problem is the the mainstream schools not always understanding the process mm. of getting the children into full-service schools.
1: Or even understanding what could be wrong with the children.
2: Yes. Yes. It's it's a huge problem. So that's why we, mm. we try to do a, a lot of training um, for teachers and mm. for therapists. Try to get that early identification going. Even if there's no diagnosis, a diagnosis... Yes, it does help eventually for mm. accommodations. But if you can get an early identification of a child that has risk of, say, dyslexia or dyscalculia, then you can already start the intervention
1: yeah.
2: early. And so the outcomes will be much bigger or better.
1: Mm. Yeah. Let's go to Midrand now. Tommy, good morning.
2: Morning,
1: Clement. Hi, Tommy. Go ahead.
2: Clement,
5: I have my grandson living with me. Mm. He's been in school, in uh, one of the primary schools in Madren. Me being a pensioner, I had to put him into a normal school. Mm. And uh, up until grade three, he could read and he could write. And suddenly he went into grade four. And as time went by, came to the end of the year, he suddenly failed. Uh, He repeated grade four. And during the course of the first couple of months, the teacher found out that he couldn't read and he couldn't write. I took him through to an educational psychologist, which cost us close on to about 6,000 Rand for an assessment. And uh, they've assessed that he is dyslexia. Now, in order to get a school within the Midland area, uh, it's a bit difficult. And the schools are not charging less than five to 6,000 Rand mm. a month. Mm. Where do we go to in order to, uh, to get assistance? Yeah. He is now, he is now uh, 14 years old, and believe me, be, he can still not read and write, but give him a laptop and a computer, and he can ace it. Give him games to play that are unrealistic, and he knows what to do.
1: Mm.
5: But uh, as far as reading and writing is concerned, I'm having a bit of a problem with that. Yeah. Uh, oh. I don't give him help at all. I don't take up with him. I'm very calm with him, trying to get him to understand, mm. you know, his situation. yeah uh, But where do we go to in order to get further assistance?
1: Yeah. no, great question, Tommy. Thank you for 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 calling us about that. Mm, that's oh, that's of, a
2: very hard question yeah. because, well, first of all, I, the the fact that he did fine in grade one, two, three is very normal um, mm. because these these little kids are. are are intelligent, they can figure out ways to sort of uh, overcome the the system they 'll memorize mm-hmm. the words they 'll they just figure it out and um, but by the time you get to grade four, like as I said earlier, when you have to start um reading to learn your own content that 's when the wheels come off um, so yeah that's so just for a start that 's quite normal to happen. Um, but yeah, finding the right school is often um, the hard part <laughs> um, I would start with, with some kind of remedial uh, therapy That you could do in addition to where the child is now um, But again, you would have to speak to your, your school support system to, Or support team to help you get into the How right How
1: affordable are these special schools?
2: Well, the government ones are very affordable Mm. Um, the private schools are not so much. <laughs> yeah you're yeah. looking at quite a lot
1: quite a quite a lot of money. 13 minutes before twelve o'clock.
2: Seven oh two family matters
1: All right, twelve minutes before twelve o'clock. Uh, Mary, you're calling us from the Johannesburg South. Good morning.
4: Hi, um Clement. I wonder if your guest can advise or or uh, recommend somebody in the private sector that could assist a
2: three year old.
1: Oh, a 3-year-old. Um, who yes. can be okay, cool. All right, Mary. Um,
2: um What is the what is the specific difficulties for the 3-year-old?
4: Um the child he he says in the one word, but he cannot make a full sentence.
2: Okay, so I would go to a speech therapist for that. Um Okay, so that's where we start. That's where you start. Definitely mm-hmm. with a speech okay. therapist, and they will okay. be able then to advise you um where to go next from there, or what kind of therapy the child would need.
4: Okay. Um, can I contact you maybe if you can yeah. recommend one or two in the private sector? Um,
1: yeah. Well, I think we what we'll do is, um, if, if maybe you want to, in fact, Mary, uh, consult with Annalise because she's an occupational therapist herself. Well, what we'll okay. do is I'm going to put you back to the producers and then we'll, we'll share uh, the contacts with you.
4: Okay, fine. Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: All right, Mary. Thanks for calling, eh? <laughs> Mary in the Johannesburg South. Uh Tasnim in renbeck hi
0: hi this topic is so close to my heart because Mm. i got one child that is severely dyslexic and the other child is moderately dyslexic and i think you i was talking to a producer and there should be part two of this with the approach with the district coming in Mm. and that but my question is i mean i had cried many nights done a lot of research to find the right school but what happens to, is there a way, like, is there where parents, you 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 spend a lot of money and money that you don't have and you don't have budgeted for. Maybe your guests can enlighten where the parents can go who don't have the resources to go to, like, you know, first of all, not everybody even knows about OT and speech therapists. It's, it's, we're assuming that everybody does. But not everybody does. So is there like a way where a parent can actually aid the child while trying to find the right school yeah. uh, in their personal capacity because it's very um, different level of dyslexia. So yeah. I hmm. think that would be a great uh, way to just help parents to say these are the websites you can go to.
2: Maybe read up on this This is mm. how you should approach it mm. And
1: those sort of stuff and the, Yeah, the great mm. question Tasneem Thank you for calling and run back
2: So uh, I think our, our biggest difficulty in South Africa Is still that we are developing um, an awareness And um, so there's not that much out there In terms of parents to go to And then access a whole list of, of kind of schools um, Or intervention programs mm. But um, your best bet And actually the best um way to do it is to work together with the current teachers that the child is with and then so that that teacher can also then join in with the school based support system and advise you um where your closest um government um ot and speech therapist and psychologist are based
1: yeah yeah there's someone who's asking um ab- about genes here, and they're asking if if someone in the family has had it are there more chances that their children may 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 also be diagnosed with dyslexia?
2: Yes, it's actually quite an interesting um question. There's been so much research done in it. Mm. Um most definitely yes. Um there is definitely a chance, but the the interesting um thing is that they might not have dyslexia as well, or they may have it at a at a um very milder or more severe form. Um if, if I look at just personally my own family My my son is more on um, the dyspraxia side of things Where my daughter is more on the dyslexia side of things So all these neurodevelopmental disorders Integrate so much That you can almost get a bit of something <laughs> a bit of everything mm. But if the genetics is there um, There's a massive chance of of. Getting it as well for your children, and and when I say getting it, it's not like a bad thing, you know. It's something we need to embrace and something we Mm. need to remediate and cognitively um, get strategies for the children to overcome.
1: Absolutely, Mm. Um, hi Clement. Um, I was diagnosed with dyslexia and ADHD at a young age. My parents were extremely supportive throughout my high school years and university years. In particular, my mother, she's a primary school teacher and is currently head of um, learn support. I have gone on to study archaeology and I found it such a fascinating degree. Um, with my learning disability, I found that my ability to pick up symbiology was fantastic. The field um, is also awesome as it hands on. Uh, it's very hands on and very multidisciplinary uh, that's what one listener says. And
2: well done to him. Yeah. Because it's just that perseverance and if you have the right yeah. support behind you, you can really do you whatever can. you want to do. Mm. Yeah.
1: And there's another one asking, uh, do symptoms of dyslexia differ between sexes?
2: Um no. No. It's um mm. symptoms of um of Asperger's or of um autism differs between sexes, but uh dyslexia beca- it's quite multifaceted, so you may have a difficulty with um, decoding, whereas another person may have a diffi- more a bigger difficulty with um, what we call phonological processing. Mm. But um, there's no difference in, in different genders for uh, the, you mm. know, the different
1: symptoms. Okay. Innocentia in Soweto. Hi. Hi Clement,
2: how
4: are you? I'm
1: alright. How are you? Fine, thank you. Um, I
4: just wanted to say to parents that you know, we have to support these children. I had a child with that problem. And as a parent, a teachers don't always understand what's going on. Mm. If you have to identify that problem earlier in the life of the child, you'll be able to help him. And you don't just sit back and let the teachers do it. You run around, look for information, get information. My son had a problem at the age of seven. He went to a special school. He went to a high school, but still in a special school. He's doing boiler well making. At the moment, he's doing well. And the company's looking for that. After he's training for three years, there's a possibility that they can employ him because that's where his passion is. Mm. So it's very, very important. Yeah. In our African life, we call these kids stupid. You are stupid. You mm. don't listen. You are, because we, don't, we, are, we don't give ourselves time to see that there might be a problem. Let me do something.
1: Mm. Mm, absolutely. I
2: also want to say that parents mm. are the biggest advocates for their children, mm. and and you can't leave it over the, to the teachers. The mm. teachers have their hands full with thirty, forty kids in a class. Um, so well done on that. And if you push hard enough, you you will definitely get the right track for your for your child. And mm. and again, just that early identification is so important. Mm. Um, a lot of teachers. Um, Um, And family friends will tell you, no, just wait it out. Some are late developers, but don't. Don't wait it out. You know as a parent, Mm. deep inside, something's not 100% right. Let's get it sorted.
1: Yeah. Hi, Clement. Thank you so much for this. This is an important topic that deserves a lot of attention. Um, Is it advisable to move your child from a remedial to a mainstream school? My son is struggling with math, and he is 12 and in grade 5. Is it advisable? to move from remedial to mainstream?
2: You mean, so he's been in a remedial school and he's moving to a mainstream school from a remedial school? So
1: they're asking, um, because they're struggling with meth, shh, is it advisable that they move from remedial to a mainstream school?
2: Well, I think that that depends on what the school feels as well. I think that is a, a conversation you have to have with the whole team at the school because your remedial school will have a remedial therapist there, OT speech, um, and they will help advise you when the child is ready to mainstream. Look, the point of remedial schools is for your child to mm. move back into the mainstream system. Yeah. Um, and if it is with a little bit of extra support for that maths, then that's great. Um, but you do need to make sure that the team at the remedial school is happy for him to move on.
1: Yeah. Uh, do you have a website, at least where people can get a hold of you? Or?
2: We do. We yeah. do. It's um, www.bellavista
1: dot mm-hmm. org dot za dot org dot za so www dot belavista dot org dot za b e l l a v i s t a analyst Clark thank you for making time thank for you us.
2: thanks so much for having me.